SEP Fanfic Readings presents A Thousand Words by Olive Juice 28 Chapter 56 Out on the Town For the last Saturday before NEWT exams, the eighth years had asked the headmistress for permission to take their first years into Hogsmeade for a final hurrah of sorts. She'd hemmed and hawed for a bit, citing the school policy that only students in year three and up were allowed— and that none of the youngest students had permission slips from their parents. A suggestion was made that owls could be sent to all of the families, and Theo pointed out that none of them had sent permission slips to their parents before going to Gringotts with Professor Weasley, which was far more dangerous than going into the local village. McGonagall had narrowed her beady eyes at the smirking former Slytherin, and retorted that all of them were of age and technically did not need permission to do anything— in the end, she agreed to let them make their plans, saying she would handle any questions from parents that arose, but did not think it would be an issue because the youngsters were being directly accompanied by adults, and not wandering about on their own. Although she did question how mature some of those supposed adults were, arching a brow as she let her stern gaze rove over the group, causing most of them to fidget uncomfortably and hope fervently that she wasn't talking about them personally. After many promises to stick by their young friends, and precise leaving and returning times assigned, the eighth-years thanked the headmistress profusely before returning to their room to figure out the details. The morning of their little escapade, they met their charges in the entrance hall shortly after breakfast, and made their way across the sloping lawn, through the gates, and down the path towards the village. The first-years were filled with questions about the shops and products and places to eat. Only three of them had ever been there before, but for two of them it had just been a brief passing through. Olivia had been there the year her older sister Angelina had finished her schooling, their family had taken a room for a few days, but that was three years ago, and she didn't remember much of it, so she was just as excited to go with the rest of them. The mentors had decided to break off into pairs and take their first years around on different paths, making sure every shop and point of interest would be visited, with a lunch break in the middle. Theo and Luna's group headed off to Zonko's first, while Dean and Daphne took theirs to Spinwich's sporting needs. Anthony and Padma set off for Scrivenshafts, and Neville and Hannah decided to start with Dervish and Bangs. Draco and Hermione had settled on trekking out to the Shrieking Shack to start off, and their five younger students were giddy with excitement about it. As they made their way down to the dilapidated house, questions tumbled over one another faster than the older pair could answer them. Of course, they had all heard the original story about the place being haunted, a tale spun by Dumbledore decades ago, but Allison said she had heard other versions. "'Is it true a werewolf used to live there?' she asked as they all reached the fence surrounding their overgrown property. Draco scoffed and started to dismiss the rumor until he saw the look on Hermione's face. Her brow was furrowed and she was nibbling her lower lip, clearly deliberating something. She caught his eye and huffed a breath before turning her attention to her attentive audience. "'He didn't live there,' she began. Her statement was met with gasps and wide eyes, and even Draco looked surprised by this bit of information." though his expression was one of skepticism instead of open fascination. Back in the 70s, a student came to Hogwarts who was a werewolf. He had been bitten as a young child, and would not have been able to attend school if Professor Dumbledore hadn't come up with a place for him to change somewhere away from everyone. She glanced at the run-down estate as she continued. There's a secret passageway from the castle to the shack, and no, I'm not going to tell you where it is. She chuckled as Malcolm had already begun to ask that very question. He scowled for a moment, but was immediately drawn back into her story. Every month, the student would come here during the full moon, away from his classmates, and he would transform. It's a terrible and painful process, one which caused him to scream and howl and destroy the things around him. 
The villagers heard the horrible sounds and started saying the place was haunted. Professor Dumbledore spurred that rumor on, knowing no one would dare approach the dwelling place of such a violent spirit. "'Who was it? Do you know?' asked Christopher. Hermione nodded and met Draco's gaze. "'Remus Lupin.' Slate gray eyes flew wide, and he wondered how he had never put the pieces together before. He had heard bits of this very rumor, but never realized it pertained to their former professor. He felt a pang of pity for the young boy who had been made to suffer in such a way as he took in the neglected house. Hermione continued, "'During our third year, Professor Lupin took the post of defense against the dark arts teacher, and we got to know him rather well, especially Harry. You see, he had been very close friends with Harry's father when they were all attending school together.' Looks of curious amazement met her declaration. "'He was the best defense teacher we'd ever had, at least up until Professor Weasley came on board.' Draco gave a small smile, knowing full well that Lupin had been a fantastic teacher, and wishing, not for the first time, that he'd given the man the respect he deserved. He was also a member of the Order of the Phoenix, as I'm sure you remember from the exhibit at the memorial service. Hermione added, and five young heads nodded at her. "'Did Harry's dad know he was a werewolf?' asked Darla, looking mildly afraid at the idea of befriending someone so seemingly dangerous. "'Yes,' Hermione chuckled wryly. "'All three of his best friends knew.' James Potter, Peter Pettigrew, and Sirius Black. At the mention of the former Azkaban inmate, all the youngsters looked shocked. "'I remember my mom going spare when he escaped,' Christopher said. "'She wouldn't let us out in the back garden for weeks.' "'My dad cancelled our trip that summer, and said it wasn't safe to travel with him on the loose,' added Darla. "'He wasn't dangerous at all,' Hermione patiently explained. "'I'm sure you also heard later on that he'd been wrongfully imprisoned.' Again they all nodded. He was Harry's godfather, you know. Looks of utter astonishment met this detail. He came up to the school, didn't he? asked Olivia. I remember Angelina telling us about it. Yes, he did, the curly-haired witch replied, and he almost got sent back to Azkaban, but he escaped. She was going to leave it at that, figuring she'd shared enough of that moment, but Draco wasn't going to let her off quite so easily. Hmm, yes, he escaped on a doomed hippogriff, if I recall correctly. He smirked at her, and she rolled her eyes in exasperation, a look that did not go unnoticed by their young friends. "'Did you know about that?' Allison asked at once. Hermione sighed. "'Yes, yes, but let's save that tale for another time. We have lots of other places to go and things to see today, and I'd rather not spend all our time staring at a tumble-down shack and telling you ridiculous stories about the hazards of being one of Harry Potter's best friends.' She shook her head and chuckled wryly, knowing they'd never let her off the hook, and that eventually she would have to tell them the whole thing. She shot a mock glare at Draco, who was looking far too pleased with himself. "'Perhaps that's a story to share over lunch,' he drawled as they turned away from the historical haunt and headed back down towards the bustling village center. "'We'll see,' she sniffed with superiority and crossed her arms. "'But only if you'll explain why Buckbeak was so doomed in the first place.' She arched a brow at him, and he turned slightly pink, looking rather chagrined at the mention of one of his less-than-stellar moments. Draco huffed a sigh and nodded as he flung his arm around her shoulder, pressing a kiss to the top of her head before he could stop himself, an action that was met with fluttery sighs from the girls and gagging motions from the boys. By the time they made it back to the main street, they were all chuckling and happily debating where to go next. Several hours later, all of the eighth-years and first-years were gathered in the back room with the three broomsticks, which they had reserved with Madame Rosemurda ahead of time for their sizable group. Over tankards of butterbeer and platters of meat pies and pasties, 
the schoolmates shared their adventures with one another. One of the highlights mentioned was Neville and Hannah's group trip to Dogweed and Deathcap, a herbology store that happened to have a rare shipment of mandrake seedlings on hand. The assistant had just begun the repotting process on one of the small plants when the students walked through the door. Before he could warn them to cover their ears, the baby plant let out a high-pitched wail and five of the visitors crumpled to the floor, unconscious. Neville was the only one who remained upright, simply because he happened to be rubbing his left ear as they entered the shop, so only his right ear was exposed to the sound, causing a mild, dizzying sensation. He immediately clapped the other hand over his unprotected ear and waited until the sapling had been fully covered by the fresh soil before going about waking his friends. Thankfully, the shop owner kept a very potent smelling salt on hand for just such an occasion, and in no time at all, everyone was back on their feet and considered it to be all quite an exciting ordeal. Two of the groups besides Draco and Hermione's had already visited the Shrieking Shack, and the other two were planning to go after lunch. Of course, that topic led to a second discussion about the sinister rumors surrounding the old house, and Hermione found herself once again the unwilling center of attention. She let Malcolm tell the story this time, and simply answered a few questions towards the end, doing a masterful job of deflecting further inquiries about Sirius by officially inviting all of the first years to attend the upcoming graduation festivities after the ceremony, which was something the older students had agreed upon. As expected, this announcement brought on waves of excited chatter, and more than a little smugness, since the student body as a whole was only to attend the actual ceremony in the Great Hall before returning to their dormitories, unless they were related to one of the graduates. As the collection of friends made to leave, Hannah mentioned needing a minute, so Neville and his first years followed Draco and Hermione's back out onto the main street. "'Where to next?' Hermione asked the youngsters. "'We haven't been to Honeydukes yet!' exclaimed Christopher. "'Too right!' Draco nodded seriously. Can't miss a trip to my favorite shop. You and your sweet tooth, Hermione teased, poking him in the side and earning herself a startled yelp, which made everyone chuckle. We haven't been to Tomes and Scrolls yet, either, said Allison. Now that's my favorite store. Hermione smiled widely, only to have Draco roll his eyes and give an exasperated look to their followers. Of course it is. He gave a long-suffering sigh. "'Let's go there first, suggested Darla, "'and then Honeydukes before we walk back up to the castle. "'Neville, do you want to come with us to the bookstore?' "'Hermione asked, since Hannah had still not appeared. "'No, but thanks. "'We're going to start towards the shack. "'Hannah will just meet us there.' "'Was she all right?' Draco asked, "'wondering where the former Hufflepuff had gone. "'Oh, yeah,' Neville replied. "'She just wanted to talk to Madame Rose Murda "'about coming to work for her this summer.' Both Hermione and Draco turned raised brows and curious gazes on them at the news that the tall wizard continued. "'You know the leaky cauldron?' they both nodded in response. "'Well, her great-uncle, Tom, is the innkeeper. He plans to retire in a year or so, and wants to turn the place over to her since she doesn't have any kids of his own,' Neville shrugged. "'He's not the most organized wizard. Hannah found that out when she stayed with him over the Christmas halls for a few days. So she wants to spend some time working under someone she feels can give her a better handle on the business side of things.' since Tom can't seem to be fussed about for any of it. Impressed with this bit of information, Hermione stated that Hannah would surely do a wonderful job taking over the leaky, and Draco remarked that her interest in learning the business the proper way already showed a streak of determination and foresight that would definitely help her along the way. Neville's cheeks went slightly pink at the compliments bestowed on his girlfriend, but grinned appreciatively all the same. The friendly chat was interrupted by the handful of impatient first-years, who had given their mentors more than enough time to talk, and thought they really should be moving on by now. Snickering at the disgruntled looks on the young faces before them, they agreed to part ways, each group setting off for the remainder of the day's adventures.